Well, hi guys, we are back. Excuse me, I, sorry, I just ate a cookie. <laughs> After the little chat we had, I made a cup of tea <laughs> and I had a cookie. It was a healthy cookie though. So yes, it was a good cookie. Um, before we broke up for a little uh, cup of tea, we said that we're going to touch base with King uh, about some things she wanted, she thought would be good to be discussed amongst the ladies' groups that resonated with Karina. So I'm going to sit back, put my feet up and drink my tea and let Karina talk to King about what uh, resonated with her about those subjects. So go ahead, Karina. I'm going to put my feet up. Thank you. Um, yeah, we were just talking in the ladies' group, weren't we, about a, a Zoom for our, our um, ladies' thing and and the, one of the three well it was three things that that you'd put king and one was are you experiencing and feeling what you thought you would at your milestones and I thought mm, that's really interesting isn't it because what what do we expect at our milestones and how does that change through our journey so how was that for you well, at nearly, and I do say nearly with encouragement, <laughs> nearly six months, I thought I'd be cured. <laughs> That's how delusional I was. <laughs> I thought, no problem, I've stopped drinking, this is the end, I've hit 30, 60, 90 days, I'm good. Well, hello, sunshine, what a joke that was. <laughs> um, <laughs> the reality um, is so much different. <laughs> And look, it, I'm, I was very lucky. I think up until about the four-month mark, I had a really good run. I was having good days and I've worked hard at it. I do a lot, as you ladies know, with reading, podcasts, YouTube speakers, the app, just other apps. In fact, I got overwhelmed and probably still am a little now. So, But then I all of a sudden just hit a wall and it was really when the sugar started. You know, I wasn't sleeping. Things weren't going well. I was putting on weight. I was not as motivated, but at the point, it was like when I was drinking, I didn't really care. I was like, I've just got to get through this sobriety thing. This is what's hitting me the hardest. And I've never, ever really tried to stop before. Um, I had a break once before only, and that lasted two and a half months. And I thought I was good to go again, and I started again. And as we all know, if you've ever stopped for a period of time and you start again, it hits you twice as hard, three times as hard. It really does. And it was something I didn't know. I've learned a hell of a lot in my time just researching. So at the point I am now, I've accepted it. And I think acceptance is a big part of it. As you go along the journey, you never know what tomorrow is going to hold. And I'm prepared for that now. And uh, got the armour on and I'm ready to continue to battle. Although Saturday I could have chucked a wobbly as I did. Mm. So your next milestone is what? It's, um, well, 165 is Wednesday, 165 days, so about five and a half months. Yeah. yeah. And as Karina said, how do you feel about those milestones? What effect oh, do they have? It. Oh, I, I just, I sort of, I look around and go, you're talking to me? <laughs> because if you had have known me before, <laughs> and it was the reason I told you that I didn't tell anybody for like two or three months is because no one would damn believe me. No one would believe me. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. Sure she is. Give her a month. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, all of us, 
really should be proud, whether we're at day zero trying again, whether you're, you know, six months, 12 months a year. We've all worked really hard and continue to do so. So part of me is really proud. And the next part of me is shit scared of what's coming next. <laughs> I think it's a genuine. Yeah. To be honest. Do you feel that I, I got to admit, I mean, I'm leaving this to you, but I got to put my, I, I, there is a genuine fear. Yeah. You know, sure. I feel like, like what Karina and I have said before, my, my fear is drinking. I fear mm. drinking again. Mm. You know. Yeah. I know the fear for me is what I went through in those first two weeks of giving up. I'll, I can't forget that. That is very strong in my mind. It was not a pleasant experience, I can tell you. And I did it alone. Um, and I was thinking back, because when I'm sick, I like to be on my own. But thinking back, it would have been really nice just to have just one person there to hold your hand or just to be there for you because I just basically locked myself in the room like prison and did it on my own. And um, I don't know who I was telling, but there's a service actually advertised here on Tally now where you can actually call somebody to come into your home as you're detoxing. And I think it's a great service because I'm not one to do things around a lot of people. I had to do this and I had to do it on my own for myself. Um, but I sure as hell thought, gee, you know what? Maybe I would have looked at that service and got that person in just even for 48 hours just to get me through those first three or four days because I thought, is this how it's meant to be? Because I thought I was going out of my mind, you know. I thought this is really tough. And then all of a sudden I just came good at about day 10. So I'm sure it's different for everybody, but I, as I said, I've been drinking daily for a very long time, so I knew it was going to take some effort. Was, was there anything in particular that you did to get you through those that early two weeks? Just tried to ride the wave, Karina. Just tried to ride mm-hmm. it. Um, just keep telling myself, actually, I can remember purging, thinking, get out of me, you devil. Just get out of me. I want you gone. And it was... It was almost like an exorcism. It was really mm. weird. I thought, what am I doing? And I thought I felt so sick. And I was never one to vomit when I drank, never. Um, but that it was, it was really like getting the devil out of me. That's exactly how I felt. And then there was this cleansing that followed afterwards. It was really quite strange. It was very spiritual. It was, yeah, something, as I said, I don't really want to experience again. I don't want them back. I don't want them near me. Mm. No, no. So that's sort of a, a good deterrent, isn't it, to not go through mm-hmm. that again? Mm-hmm. But it was frightening. It was really scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds it actually. And um, and Polly and I have, have talked before about how when we stop drinking, it's almost like stripping ourselves bare. We're absolutely raw, mm-hmm. and it sounds as if you were were really raw. Yeah, and at the point I think too, I thought, is this going to get better? You know, why aren't I getting better in a day or two? Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. It was very, very raw. Um, I felt like my nerves were creeping out of my skin at times. I didn't get the shakes. That was funny. And I was only really sort of sick vomiting one day. But the rest of it was just clawing, white knuckling. How can I? I was like down to the hour, down to the next 10 minutes. What can I watch next? What can I do next? I was like that pacing husband waiting for a baby to be born. I didn't know what to do with myself because my routine was completely out of whack and my drinking was a routine. Um, I've always lived by routine and that included alcohol. It just sort of fitted in with what I did every day. It just became part of every day. 
So it was very, very difficult, but I just had to believe that this is this was the right thing to do, you know, and I wasn't going to let it. It took every ounce of my being to conquer that. I was going to swear really badly then, but just to conquer that demon, just to get him out and get him away. Yeah, and and you did it. And um, but we talk very much. Well, m- many of us say it is like a roller coaster ride, isn't it? This so the expectations that we might have at milestones and the feelings they kind of come and go, and we we do sometimes feel different things from what we expected. Um, and I know, sort of, you know, you're coming up to six months now, and you said you imagined it all to be okay, and we know now that that it's not. We are work in progress for possibly the rest of our lives, which we'll come on to, because that was another thing that you'd mentioned. So we'll come on to that in a bit. But um, how have your expectations around milestones changed on your journey? Um, I think you just really, expectations now, I don't have so many as just try and be in the moment and get through the day. Um, I want my days to become normal. And I think it was Lilo that was saying, you know, that he doesn't count his days anymore. I have a little board. I go out, I put what my day, what day I'm at on the board and I leave it and I go about my day and I want it just to become very normal to me. Um, I try and spend the least amount of energy possible. In fact, zero thinking about alcohol. If it rears its head, I tell it it's unimportant to me. You're not important to me. Go away. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to think about you. Um, And yeah, I just try and get on with it. But Having said that, you know, we feel the feels now. That's really strange. Mm. Like I get little bursts of pings, like mm. I'm so happy about something and I don't know, it could be vacuuming and I'm thinking, why am I so freaking happy? And then all of a sudden it's gone and I'm back to normal. And then I can end up crying and think, why are you crying? Oh, you're homesick and you put it down to that or some other reason. But the feels are quite strong. And, again, it's just part of the journey of having to face what we weren't facing before and dealing with it. But you deal with it so much better. You know, I know that I've said it sounds like a nightmare for anybody that's trying to stop for a long period of time. But it really is worth it because with the clarity and the enjoyment that you get out of just moment-to-moment living now, it makes the world so bright. You know, I said to my sister, it used to be grey and now it's just full of colours. Mm. And I enjoy every moment um, for the most part, but I do understand there are going to be challenging days for sure. That You just have to get real about it. I'm just going to ask you a question. You said about um, crying and then you go, well, I was homesick. Before when you were drinking, I don't know about you, it happened to me. If I was crying when I was during my drinking period, I would cry for a long time. Yes. It would last and last. Now, if I get a sad moment, I understand why I'm sad and I deal with it. Whereas before, I would wallow in that sadness because it was an excuse to carry on. Yeah, and you'd repeat it too. I'd go Mm -hmm. back to the days of all my trauma and come on, Deb, it's about time to move on. You know what I mean? Like, let's get it together. Let's move on. You've been down this track. And, you know, there were times when you were maybe not in the right headspace and you'd have another reason to cry about it and it'd be the same reason. But now, no, it's, you know, I've dealt with it. Um, I've accepted it. I've put it, it's beside me. It's okay. It'll always be there. But you're right. I don't 
have that heartache and heartache. I still have a real huge problem with saying goodbye. I don't do them ever. Um, if somebody uh, wants to take me to the airport, they're not allowed. I don't let anybody take me to an airport. I just go on my own. They're welcome to come and see me when I come home or I'm traveling somewhere else. I just can't do goodbyes. I just cry. I'm hopeless. And Karina's just stepped out for a minute. And uh, so you and I will carry on. And back to the expectations part. I mean, my ex people say, what are your expectations now? Yeah, my what are yours? <laughs> mine now are just, I just expect to wake up in the morning. I take joy in the fact that I open my eyes. You know, I was looking down at flowers and not up at roots. Yeah. You know, um, I'll take that as a blessing. My expectations are not what they used to be. Um, I suppose I have low expectations in some ways. I just want to enjoy my day. And it's just today, my expectations are just to enjoy today. You know, tomorrow, well, yeah, there is going to, it's going to get here at some point. I know tomorrow they're going to give me a blooming needle in my eye again. Oh, no. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. But the expectation from that one is that my eyes will get better. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's why you do these things. But no, I'm just going to, I just expect to get through my day, you know, and go to bed with a smile, actually, because I go to bed sober. And I hit the one year mark and some friends sent me um, cards, like birthday cards, one year olds. And it was gorgeous. And they're still up. And every time, because I so enjoyed that milestone. Yeah. Karina's going to get the same thing soon. That one year milestone, and I, the, the cards are just every time I walk past them, I'm not taking them down. And every time I walk past them, I have this huge smile on my face. They just make me so happy Be, because the bonus of all of this sobriety, and it's happened for the for Karina and you as well, the friendships. I mean. Yeah. That is one mm. of the delights of this journey. Um, but that was the, that was me talking about expectations. But Karina's back. She popped out for a minute. So what was your next question, Karina, that you wanted to ask King? Uh, well, the other thing that King had said about was what was, um, when you want to drink, what is your best toolkit in the box? But I think we've kind of covered that, isn't it? What was yeah. our game? So we've kind of yeah. covered that. So the last question you'd asked was, is total recovery possible? And if so, how do you know? Um, so I don't know, that's a difficult one. Is total, do we think that total recovery is possible? Well, that's the reason I asked it, because it is a very difficult question. And I don't know that anybody has the answer. I should probably throw it over to you ladies, because you're further ahead than me. And to see where you feel now in your journey, because, you know, you guys, I'm still going one day at a time. I'm, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't give, I don't think too far ahead mm. because I don't know what's around the corner. Um, it could, you know, 
who knows what's what's going to happen. And the one thing they say in AA is you never, ever graduate. This is, right. this is one thing you never, ever graduate from. So there is no graduation ceremony at the end of this because there is no end to it. This is a daily journey. But the days get better. The days get, um, I would, easier is the wrong word to use because that gives a false sense because Karina at 10 months has had some bad days recently. I've had some blah days. But I put those down to um, even if I wasn't drinking, I'd probably have a blah day at some point or other. It's perfectly exactly. normal. Yeah. How do you, is that how you feel? Even, you know, coming up on your six months? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you just got to ride it, don't you? You just got to mm-hmm. ride it out. Um, you'd like to believe that recovery is possible, but I never take it for granted. I never take this for granted because God knows what happened to me. Saturday proved it. And that was the first real sort of kick in the guts I'd had up until this point. And it came strong. It really did. Um, and that's, you know, that's a concern. And I don't want to sort of give anybody the idea to, to ever think or do this, but I'm one of those people that you just can't tell me. And if I decide that's it, it can happen in a split instant that I'm out that door and I'm going to the bar and you can't stop me. But I instead came into the bedroom and I opened the drawers and I'm a very clean person normally. So this really upset me. This was like challenging. And I threw everything out of the drawers on the bed and I started sorting. It was the only thing I could think of to do because my energy had built up that much. I had to you know, release it. And it was either that or get out the door and go and have a drink. So I think I made the right choice. I think that's a good way to describe it, actually, that it built up because we feel this building, don't we? And we need an outlet. Do you think that was how you were feeling, Karina, when you said about how you were doing that at the weekend? Um, With regards to the sugar and things, yeah, Mm. things were building up and building up and building up and but I don't know what was building up really it was just the craving that was building up it was just the craving that I just wanted sugar and and I think I think it comes back to that choice doesn't it that we know at that time that we have a choice King you know that you had a choice to go to the bar had you wanted to on Saturday or you had the choice to do something different to distract and divert and it's the same as me I, I had a choice and you know what I actually put my shoes on three times to go out and try and stop myself and it was just like the old alcohol argument we don't need it you'll be all right without it just sit down and watch something no but I really want it you know and it was backwards and forwards putting my shoes on and off until I on what I actually thought was well just go and get it just go and get your chocolate because then you've done it and that argument was stopped in your head and it was the argument that I wanted to stop it was the going backwards and forwards and it had just built such a crescendo that I just kind of gave in I, I gave in and um you know and I did I'm not going to regret it I did um I think we learned something from from every time we reset on whatever our substances um that we learned from that and it makes us a bit stronger next time um but I think you know to, to come back to the question is is total recovery possible um I don't want to test it out because how would you test that out with alcohol Mm. by thinking, Mm. well, I'm never, or I'm never going to have a thought again. I'm never going to have that argument again. Is it by thinking, 
um, like many of us have thought at milestones. Yes, I've made it to five months. Oh, just have a little drink to celebrate. Perhaps you can just have one now, you know. Um, I think we've all kind of had that. And, you know, is, is that how you test whether you're in recovery that you can now moderate? Um, to me, no, it's not an option. And I remember going yeah. to the dentist about two, three months ago and going to my dentist um, about, you know, my teeth and my sugar cravings and I needed a guard, a mouth guard because I was grinding my teeth at night. And I said to him, because I'm now, sort of, I think it was, about, I was about seven months sober at the time. And he went, oh, that's great. Fantastic. Well done. I'm 19 years sober and I still go to AA three times a week. And that struck me. I thought, no, this really is work for life. And we will work a lot of our life, don't we? A lot of our life we work. Um, we're either at school or in education, we're working. This is another job that is the, the best job we ever do. Um, and it's something that we have to keep working at. I've I've referred to this many a time as my rainbow journey. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I bought myself some funky rocket dog trainers the other. Mm-hmm other month with actually hand-painted rainbow and flowers on them and it's my rainbow journey because we've had that I've had the pink in the rainbow I've had the blue I've had the sunshine yellow I've had all the colors of the rainbow on this journey and you know there is this elusive pot of gold at the end of the rainbow isn't there um that we're all chasing that things are that things are better somewhere else and I've actually come to that that point that my pot of gold is in my here and now it's in my today it isn't anywhere else the grass isn't greener this is all we have is today and I need to see the gold in every day and sometimes those rainbow colors will be blue and sometimes they'll be pink sometimes they'll be sunshiny yellow but I have to keep my gold um, in the here and now and the trust and faith that I can do this but only I can do this it's only me I've been reading recently, and a lot yeah. of what I've been reading is that everything we need is inside us. Yeah. Everything we need is inside us. So, Karina, you are your pot of gold. Yeah. You are it. Um, it it's all inside you. Um, and there was a discussion. I did a, a podcast yesterday with uh, ATX, and she was worried about... Um, becoming addicted to the app would you use the app either of you use the app and you had your sugar craving to help distract you like we did with um the alcohol the app helped us through those first months giving up the alcohol would you use the app in the same way to help you with your sugar craving i I do you do king what about you well, yeah, if I can't sleep, I'll get on the app at night and have a read. Um, but I don't spend a great deal, deal of time on the app, I've got to say. Um, I pull back a little bit. But lately I have been reading at night and just um, just checking in to see, you know, what's going on. Um, and the reason I did bring up the whole question about recovery is someone very close to me was sober for nine years and completely fell off the wagon, had a shocking accident, almost killed themselves, um, resulted in me having to fly to Australia and helping out. Um, I don't want to say who in case they hear this, but helping mm-hmm. their partner out and um, and the little boys who um, yeah, are very close to me. So, you know, 
having said that, I'm not sure that I do believe it is possible now. Um, and then stopped again and then started again and still sort of, I think, stopped at the moment. But that's a long, long time, you know, and then we know other people who have done a long period of time with sobriety. And then for some, as I said, that's what scares me, that instant second, that instant of just I could have gone out that door, but I wanted different on Saturday. I wanted different because normally my response would have been to fly, just to go and do what Deb does and disregard everybody else because that drink was the most important thing at that time and I wanted to get out and talk to people and da-da-da-da-da and no, you know, I just stopped myself. I didn't even get to the door. I said to myself, you want different, go and in the bedroom and start cleaning up, do something. <laughs> so it was a good thing. That was a turnaround and that gets back to that act, you know, awareness, clarity, turnaround. I turned it around that day. So, yeah, Sunday I was uh, feeling a whole lot better about that. I think that's the, that's the reward, the mm. fact that you didn't and then the next day you're thinking, you know, I didn't do it. You know, I really want this. I didn't do it. But going back to what you said just before it when you said, you know, this is me, this is Deb, I'd be out that door. It just proves how selfish we become when we do drink. We are our focus when we're drinking. We want our drink. And our mind changes once we become sober, doesn't it? Because, um, because we see a bigger picture, because we notice the people around us that we didn't notice before in a, in a different kind of way. And um, I, th I think when you think about the AA meetings and you see people who've been sat in those chairs and Drifter has raised this as well, they sit there and they're still sitting there 30 years later in an AA meeting. Karina's yep. dentist, 19 years still going to AA meetings. So no, you never recover. You are always in recovery. It's, it's a life. It, it, mm. this, is, this is, it's your new life. It, it, they, some people say rebirth and it is a rebirth because you, you're reborn into this new person. You educate yourself so much differently. Um, yeah. How much, Karina, how much reading have you done in the last few months compared to before? Um, compared to before, on, before, before I gave up? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Upload. I, I don't think I'd ever read anything. Um, the only thing I'd read on alcohol before or done on alcohol before was in my professional element and the training on drugs and alcohol. Um, but it doesn't cover anything like the Annie Gray stuff or the unexpected joys of being sober or alcohol mm -hmm. diets. None of that stuff, even professionally, that I've learned over the years. Um, so, yes, now I absorb everything like a sponge <laughs> and I'm just thinking totally differently um, about the whole subject, really. Um, and I know it's something that I'm going to have to keep reminding myself of. Mm -hmm. To be mm -hmm. fair, I probably do a lot of the, the podcasts. I've listened to a lot of the stories, a lot of the Sobertown podcasts, because to me now in my early days of sobriety, I read quite a lot. I haven't read quite so much over the last month or two, but I have been listening more to the, the, the podcasts um, and, and those sorts of things because I can just plug them in and the ladies in the ladies groups because I can just listen to that as I'm going about my day and um 
yeah, there's not a day that goes by that I don't listen to or read something about sobriety. Um, what about you, King? Yeah, um, totally agree with Karina. Um, I sort of soaked up everything I could on Quick Lit and it really did help, you know, when you're having those moments. And I'm focusing on more now on my relationships with people who are directly on the app. And the podcasts I love, as I said to you ladies, it's great to see you on the train because <laughs> I have spent months and months listening to every word you say and the encouragement and listening to people's stories and then seeing them in the Zoom meetings. I mean, it's fantastic because this is real. This is people's lives and I've learned so much. I can't thank everybody enough just for sharing and there is no right and wrong and everybody, as I said, should just be proud to be here, you know, because... I said today, I think I posted something to the women's groups about how courageous you are for just being here, you know, and you really yeah. are. It takes a lot of courage to take a good look at yourself in that mirror that I wouldn't look into mm -hmm. and realise that you've got to help yourself because it really does start with you. Nobody else can do it for you. And also within these ladies groups with so many different women in so many different professions and backgrounds and from all around the world. We are learning from each other because everybody's got their own perspective on something and someone will read something that they feel the others should know about or they'll, they'll see a YouTube video that they think is going to help people. We are constantly looking mm. for inspiration for each other, not just for ourselves. Yeah, I absolutely. think this is the best part about these these groups and these podcasts is the amount of inspiration we're getting from other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and the joy of, of, of knowing that we are also inspiring them as well. That gives you this good, feel good feedback. Um, Karina, you did this, your, your life story and you got some absolutely amazing positive feedback. How did it make you feel inside to know that you were helping people? I'm really good because you know that's you know I've often said we don't do anything for for nothing it helps us to feel good we don't do things there's always a reason that we do things but to know that we're actually helping people which is the main reason you know I suppose there's two reasons there's one way it's it's just good to get it out it's good to think about our story ourselves and to actually tell our story and to get it out um, because in saying our story, it becomes more real to us, I think, as well. And the second part is to know that we're helping other people and that people can resonate with, with that. And hopefully that will encourage other people as well to, to look at their, their life and their story. Um, because in the speaking and saying it, it does bring it to life and it makes it a whole, whole lot more real. And, um, and then that gives us a basis to almost... Yeah, it gives us like a, a grounding, doesn't it? A benchmark mm -hmm. to start from. Because we've told our story, we've set it out, we're stripped back raw. And then that gives us a new foundation to build up from again. And um, and just knowing that we're helping others. You know, often the ladies will say, thank you so much for everything you do. And, and I'm always like, thank you. Thank you for being here. Because, you know, that helps me. That helps me with my sobriety. It's, a, it's, 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 it's not just us forming the groups to help them there's a bit of selfishness in there that 
the groups help us as well. So it's a two-way thing. Here's a question I'm going to throw out. I didn't sit back very long, did I, with my feet up? I had to interfere. <laughs> Gosh, truth, Paula. We know you, uh, Paula. <laughs> Here's a question for you. I'll throw it out to King first. How real is your life now compared oh, to before? It, yeah, it's... um. <laughs> it's real <laughs> it's real it's real but you know the real it's the real deal and I can deal better so it's it's all I've been pretty good at dealing with things anyway my life's pretty much the same I just don't have the glass in my hand all the time um you know like and I've tried to maintain that sort of normality as much as I possibly could. And I've always said your atmosphere is really indicative of, of how you're going to be and where the journey is going to take you. I've tried to make my environment as stressless as possible, which, you know, it is. Um, I run my own show. I'm the queen of the house, which is great. And, you know, I don't, I have my boundaries. I have very strong boundaries of who I live into my life. I'm quite a private person. And it really is, I wouldn't have done this with you ladies, there's no way five months ago, but I've got, you know, to become really good friends with both of you and, you know, I adore you both and I trust you. It's a safe environment and it works. It really does work. I tried other things before this and other apps and they did not work for me. And there's a few people on this app I just completely adore and, you know, the biggest advocate for it. So having the least, the least possible stress, keep things simple in your life, guys. Keep it simple. Don't keep overcomplicate things. Keep it real. Keep it simple. And if you, as you say, if you don't deal with everything today, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So I've let a lot of the guard down, a lot of the control gone, and just try and go with the flow more. And it's so much better for your heart and your head. It really is. I think letting go of control is is a big one and just letting the day flow over you. How about you, Karina? How real is your life? Um, very real. <laughs> very, very, <laughs> raw. very raw at times. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's great. As King said earlier, and I know you've said before, Polly, it's it's technicolor. You know, mm-hmm. it's yep. um, it's not that black and white, slow, flickering movie that it was, you know. It almost got to the stills, the old black and white stills frame. That's how my show was. <laughs> and now it is full colour, full technicolour, moving at full throttle. Um, yeah, and it's it's great. It's good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the feel, as we said. Mm-hmm. Um and I actually feel now, I feel every emotion and I embrace feeling every emotion, even even the crappy ones, you know, they're there for a reason. We're supposed and to feel them. We're supposed to feel them. So let's just mm-hmm. go with it. And I, one thing I like, and yes, I was talking about the Technicolor thing. I don't know if either of you have watched the movie Trolls, the little, yeah. um, no. Poppy is the little, little pink lady and her little companion is very gray the the one justin timberlake plays he's very gray until he gets his feelings back and then his color comes back and it's to the old cindy lauper song your true colors come shining through and i think that is so true because all of a sudden we've got our true colors shining out of us because we are really real people we feel it we love life now. That's the best part about this. Um, are we going to commit ourselves 
right here and now in front of the whole world, folks, <laughs> before we climb off this train, what are we going to call this? This sugar bitch, this this sugar witch, evil sugar, sugar cow. Yeah. <laughs> mm, just... I am, you asked earlier if I use the app. I do use the I am Saber app for junk food, and I have been for months, months since since January. Um, yeah. But I've been quite flippant about reset, and it's just like, oh well, I can just reset. Oh well, I can just reset. You know, it's never that flippant about alcohol. Um, so yeah, um, um, some people have said, yeah, that sugar really is a nasty, evil bitch, you know. <laughs> so that's well, something there. And I'm, I'm, I've reset yesterday on I am Saber, but I've got to do it this time. I've got well, to do it. I am making a commitment. I got on the scales this morning, and I am one hundred and fifty-three pounds. Oh, I wish. <laughs> uh, so I am going to make a commitment that when we meet in a month on the 21st of July, which is getting close to Karina's year. Yeah, it will be getting close to. Now, here we go. I am making a commitment when Karina celebrates her one year on the 5th of August. Am I correct? Yeah, 5th of August. I will be down to 145. That's okay. my commitment. Oh, God, I've got until the 5th of August to lose uh, eight pounds. So that's what I'm going to do. So for your for your anniversary, I will lose eight pounds. How's about um, you, Mrs. King? Oh, God. I Come on, you've got to make a commitment. Pounds. You came on here now, look. Well, I was going to start a little bit more gentle than that and just so I could have ice cream on the weekends. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, but commit, commit, commit. Oh, God. Well, I definitely need to get back to losing those 10 pounds that I lost in the first three weeks. So can I start with that? Yep. <laughs> and then it, if I it, do more. Little, it's like with alcohol, small goals, small milestones. Ooh. That's all it is, little, little baby steps. If it's to lose uh, half a pound a week, that's two pounds a month. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, you know, manage you've got to lose 50 pounds is just overwhelming. It's like, okay, that's Don't do just it. ridiculous. It's so like that's what I'm you... saying. I'm being realistic, Polly. <laughs> okay. It's like walking into day zero and say, that's it. I'm not drinking for the rest of my life. That is just too much pressure on yourself. Okay. I'll do, I'll do at least 10 by the 5th of August because the 5th okay. of August is my best friend's birthday. It's going to be a good day, Karina. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. So what? A, so Karina. Okay, so I'm going to be down to, I, I need to lose about five kilograms too. So, um, yeah, about 10 pounds. So I'll be down to that. But I would have maintained that as well. I should have lost that by there, but I'm going to maintain it. And But more importantly for me, I will not be eating sugar between now and the 5th of August. I will not be eating the gluten that I'm intolerant of. I don't do that anyway. I will not be having any dairy that I'm intolerant of. And I will not be eating any processed foods. We will... Be pulling into the station in a little while. Karina and I will keep you updated of our progress each time we climb aboard this train. We are hoping that we can grab King again at some point because this was Yay. nice. I liked it. Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, it was terrific. Thanks for having me, ladies. <laughs> and um, God bless you for putting up with me. We love it. We love it. So um, we will close this out with our commitment 
to losing weight by the 5th of August, which will be our beautiful Karina's one-year anniversary, one-year soberversary. Yes, 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 yes. That will be a huge celebration. We will be chin-chinning all over the train for that one. We will definitely be doing chin-chinning all over the train. So, folks, thank you for coming aboard the train from our wonderful guest, King. Thank you and goodbye, everyone. And please take care of yourselves first. Okay, I'm from my colleague and beautiful friend, Karina. Goodbye, everyone. Not another sip, no matter what. And uh, King, it's been wonderful riding the train with you today and with you, Polly, as always. Mm -hmm. And from me, Polly, no sippy, no slippy. And uh, thank you. Thank you, King and Karina, for keeping me company aboard the train. And we have made air commitment, folks. You heard it live and in person here. So... I think it's my no sippy, no slippy that's uh, making this lady chuckle. It's been fun. It really has been fun, folks. And anybody who would like to ride this train with Karina and I, just put your hand up and let us know. We don't bite. It gets to be a bit of fun and it, it, it's all helpful. So thank you, folks, for riding the train and we will catch you again next time.